Uh-huh. Okay. Looks like I just got a message from my dad. Says I'm needed in about 25 minutes. <laughs> the pressure is on. Let's go. Go. Full Circus, my name is Tristan Sartoris, I'm so happy to have you guys here with me today! We have to hurry through this podcast as fast as possible, which means we are going to be speaking fast, <laughs> like there was any other way. How are you guys doing? Doesn't matter, because you can't respond, I'll tell you how am I doing. Guys, what's up? I'm doing great. Um, no, I'm not going to go that fast. Don't worry, I'm going to slow down just a little bit, although this is kind of my normal speaking cadence on the show anyway, so I don't know if we're really going to notice a difference, but for the time being, let's try and slow it back, just kind of stay in the thing, you know, hone it in. <sighs> Exhale. Um, <laughs> hey, guys. Yeah, so my dad texts me, says I need to be up there in just a few minutes, and I have a podcast to do. I have a show. I have a performance. I got to go on. It's live. The show must go on. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a little Father's Day experience, something like that. You know, I'm not really sure what I'm going to be doing. I don't know why he needs me exactly, but I'm going to go regardless because that's what you do. You got to stay in the flow, dude. Stay in the rhythm, right? I'm floating like a butterfly, stinging like a bee. And I know that's not how the saying goes, but that's just to further illustrate my point that I don't do the freaking normal thing. I go against the grain. I'm staying that flowy, okay? Um, but yeah, hey, how are you guys doing? Um, it is officially over, right? We've done episode after episode after episode talking about the set, um, the set life, the extras grind, and it is uh, it is officially over with and done. And you know, it's. It was a very beautiful experience. It was. It was hard and it was trying and it was difficult at many different times. Definitely amongst the allegations. Am I completely over them yet? Not exactly. But you know what? It happened and it made a good story. And uh, and as hard as certain points of the set was and as exhausting as it might have been, um, it was a really great experience. And I and I miss it in a certain way. You know, it's kind of like Stockholm Syndrome. You're kind of falling for the captors. You get so used to this abusive, hard environment that you're like, man, something about it. I just miss it. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's kind of like, um, I forget. I just dropped something. Um, uh, Someone said something about it's hard to really live in your circumstances when you're having it, right? When you're looking forward to something like, oh, this is so exciting. I can't wait to be there. I can't wait. I'm, I'm ready. It's going to be so cool. And then when you get there, it's so exhausting. It's draining. It's hard. And you're like, I can't wait till it's over. And then as soon as it's over with, you look back on it with fond memories. You're like, wow, that was so great. I wish I could go back. So really, you're constantly deprived of joy because you're like, I can't wait. Hopefully, I'm going to have joy. And then it doesn't happen. Then you look back like, wow, that was that was joy. I wish I could go back. So you never actually get to experience it. So it's a really sucky um, circumstances. You're you're living in the suck full time sometimes. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was a good it was a good experience. At least I think think it was look I, I get that's the beauty of the podcast is I do get to look back and be like how was I really feeling what was Tristan's mind really at at this point was he burnt out I know there was many episodes that were about 5 a.m. where I did not want to be home at 5 a.m. Um, so yeah it was uh, it was cool it was neat would I do it again no um, I was gonna look for a joke there but the truth was just no not gonna do it again um, I'll do other stuff but I don't feel like doing that particular kind of um, but that's besides the point. It was beautiful, and I'm addicted to it. I'd miss it somehow. That's kind of how I ended up there again. I remember the first time it was it was pretty draining. I was like, you know, I should do it again. And you get there, and you're like, wait a minute. What was I thinking? Why did I do this? 
And that's, uh, that's how I've gotten myself into many a pickles in life. But it's, it is different being back, being back home, being back in the real world. You know, you get so accustomed to groups of people and ways of life and catering and, and people having to do your makeup and your hair, dude. I had people doing my hair. And um, the funny thing about people doing my hair is for the longest time, they just wouldn't touch it at all. They would go through the whole line. Hey, come here. Doing, you know, whatever hairstylists do. And they'd get to me. I'm like, hey, okay, what do you need? And they're like, um, no, your hair's already perfect. It already looks great. And I'm like, oh, the other things. I'm feeling great. Confidence lifted, boosted, feeling awesome. And uh, this went on for a long time throughout set until <laughs> I realized that they were not saying, hey, it looks perfect. It looks great. They were actually saying like, uh, no, 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 it, it looks, it looks perfect looks fine don't even worry about it and that's because they were so scared of my hair dude it was so freaking messy and tangled they didn't know what to do with it and I was like wait I thought I was just so great this whole time but they were just they were terrified of the fact of having to deal with whatever this is and that this went on for a long time until a, a fella named Ramon dude Ramon he had he had no fear I don't know even know what he did or what his profession was or he, he was supposed to be there as a hairdresser but he's like hey you come over here and I don't know what he was or what you know ethnicity nationality blah 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 I don't know what language he spoke exactly but I'm just doing how I heard him okay the impression's not supposed to be racist anyway but he's like hey you come over here now and I, I sit down I'm like what he's like okay so we're gonna do something about the hair I'm like I thought I was already perfect he's like eyes straight I'm like okay what's going on he's like okay you sit down there and he starts grabbing his comb and starts ripping through the thickness of my hair you know I'm gonna do it for you I'm gonna help you man I'm gonna help you Romano come on I'm like ha ah, ah, ha ah. ha he's like pulling my scalp like he's peeling a freaking vegetable. I'm like, what is going on back there? Is I don't think this is how the experience is supposed to go. My hair is supposed to already be perfect. My face is getting red. I'm feeling flustered and freaking hot and angry because I'm feeling I'm going back. I'm being transported back into Ramon's hands. Now he was freaking comb snapping through my hair because it's so thick. He's like, ah, Dios meal. Pulls out another one. It's like, how many do these have? Just keeps going through this whole thing, man. And it's just like knotted. My hair just gets completely destroyed. I don't know if he had little tiny like um cub scouts on the end of his fingertips just knotting up my hair i was like what if they knew all the knots everything was just completely ridiculous and i did not like it at all but that was ramon and uh and then he started doing my hair for a little bit going forward and i was like we gotta get rid of this guy is he where did he come from why is he like only doing my hair what is my problem and uh so i did not like that all so um, as far as Stockholm Syndrome goes, I do not miss that guy. I do not miss that part of set because, you know, like I said, it's just, it, it is gonna, it's going to be what it's going to be. And I tried to make that clear to these people who I thought were being so nice to my hair, but really they were just terrified. That I was like, hey, listen, you cannot tame whatever is going on up here. All right? Many have tried. Many have failed. It has been going on for generations upon generations. There have been prophecies told about my hair, about if there was someone to ride up with the thickest of Italian manes, that you shall not touch it. It's like Samson's, except for not that it can't be cut, but it literally cannot be cut. Your scissors, shattered. Knives, combs, nothing. So uh, they tried. Um, he, I don't know if he succeeded. He just hurt me a lot <laughs> I don't know if he did anything to actually make it better but that was Ramon and that was my experience on set and uh yeah so it is all over I actually got wrap gifts for everybody you know as we were wrapping up production and I wrapped the gifts that's kind of that's cool wordplay um yeah I got gifts for everybody which you're not supposed to do 
and uh, and I went around telling everybody, I was like, hey, I got you guys some rap gifts. I got you guys some things. And uh, and I only paid a dollar for them. But immediately they were like, oh, oh, my gosh, I feel so bad. I feel terrible. I'm like, <laughs> you should be. Uh, and some people didn't say that. Some people didn't feel terrible that I was the only one getting them a gift. And if you're watching this, hey, there's still time. Start feeling bad. You didn't get me anything. Got you something. No, it was a dollar. But what I really set out to prove with my gifts was that it truly is the thought that counts, right? They were they were gifting the dollars. I got everybody a bunch of knockoff DVDs. So there was like Frozen. I got um, some sort of Ice Princess movie. I got like the Entourage movie and show with Mark Wahlberg. It was called uh, Senior Entourage. It was with senior citizens and nuns and stuff like that. There was like a Scooby-Doo movie or some sort of detective thing, but it was called Dead Detective, and it was just with ghosts only. And I think they were trying to find humans. Or I have no idea. I haven't seen these movies. I don't even think they're real movies. Um, there could just be cardboard inside those boxes for all I know. Um, someone else got a, what was it? It was a, oh, it was like weirder things. It was a stranger things knockoff. So like weirder, weirder stuff or something like that. I didn't even get a good look at them. I just grabbed everything. I was like, this is going to be great. And, um, so I guess maybe they didn't need to feel bad, but it made me feel special the way that they felt bad. And then they opened it and they're like, mm, I, should I have felt bad? So yes, there was still time to feel bad, but I guess at the end of the day, it really depends on which movie you got. Um, there were a couple, actually there was just like one, I think there was just Radio Rebel, it was a Disney movie, that was the only movie I'd ever heard of, actually it was the only movie that I know for certain is a real movie, with real people, all the other ones are, are just complete fooey, it's baloney, it's made up, um, what else happened, oh, as, as we left, as we left set, we went to go to Bob Evans, and this was a long night shoot, right, it was the morning that we went to go Bob Evans, um, so we got there around 6, 7 a.m., and People were spacing out. It was just so late, man. And and Bob Evans was super accepting. It's a beautiful place there because even though we were extras, like we're not the most important people, it's like what Bob Evans says, you know, everybody is somebody here at Bob Evans. And I felt like that. I felt a warm welcome when I got there and I was like, hey, give me all the pancakes you got. They laid it down and I was uh, I was completely tired. I didn't even finish all my pancakes. That's how tired I was. I'd been up for about 30 plus hours at this point. Everyone's kind of spacing out. I'm like, are you guys all going to get home all right? You know, everything's okay. I'm like, I can't finish this. And that's how I knew it was over with. Now the problem with this, though, so Bob Evans was great. The whole thing was awesome. Um, the problem was that we did go so late that I had a funeral I had to attend in about 40 minutes, okay? So I book it home as fast as freaking possible. And uh, what was I saying? Um, maybe I'm still tired now. Um, no, yeah, so I, I got home, and I think by the time I got home from, it was like 11, 10, I don't know. Um, I had been up for about 35 hours at this point. Um, and I was like spacing out and people like getting, we got to get ready to go to a funeral. I was like, what's happening? I just got, I was, couldn't finish my pack eggs <laughs> and I was still a little bit hung up on that. And everyone did make it home safe, including me. I know if you were worrying about that and I hope that they're watching their movies, feeling very grateful. But anyways, yeah, so I got home and I was completely out and I was like, you know what? Got to do it. Got to get some caffeine in me. Now I don't have caffeine a lot. So I'm told that when you don't have a tolerance to it, it jazzes you up to the 10th power or 11th power. I have no idea. Um, so I was excited for that. I, I took so much pre-workout, the caffeine, whatever the milligrams was, supposed to be equal, like eight cups of coffee. I'm like, I'm dead, but here we go. And it was, um, it was like putting gasoline and nitrous into a car with no wheels. It's just completely... 
like that cartoon car just <laughs> you know what I'm talking about I just I was like I don't feel anything and I just immediately would start spacing right back out and I was like what is I, I gotta wake up I gotta get to this funeral here and uh, so I was really really fading out at this point and unfortunately funerals are not the liveliest of events no pun intended um, <laughs> they're not like the most you know they're not the most fun things to do so I had not a lot of um stimulation to keep me awake right when you've been up for so long there's like yo okay come on Tristan come on be there be ready um, I'm just like what what is happening and uh, and it got to the point where I was starting to get like slap happy which should have happened a long time ago but for whatever reason it kicked in at the worst time possible in the mu in the middle of the funeral <laughs> so uh, I was just like laughing because I like I was trying to hold my arm up to keep the camera I was stepping on someone else's gravestone not funny at all but in the moment I was like this is so awkward and then because it was making me laugh and then people were like crying around me and I was the only one that was smiling and laughing that was making me laugh even more because it was so horrible and this guy we had rocks and there was this dude that looked like he came right out of Duck Dynasty and he just like came out of the woods and started like orchestrating the whole thing I'm like what is going on here he's like if you guys want to grab a scoop of earth we could put it in the hole now I was like what dirt and um so it was just a big it was just a big fiasco things that shouldn't have been that funny were very silly to me in the worst possible time so people I don't think anyone really noticed but if they did they would just be like oh this is so horrible why who is this guy why is he standing on someone else's headstone and just laughing? Horrible human being. I bet he didn't even finish his pancakes. But you know what? I am a good person. I gave out gifts. But anyways, what else happened at the funeral? Um, dude, you know what I, I don't love and love at the same time? Is that how come... Maybe this can be the interesting thoughts. (laughs) It's interesting thought, guys. If you haven't been here before, just know that interesting thoughts are in Tristan's thoughts. I feel like we're kind of flying through the show, and that's okay because I do have to go soon. Um, What was I saying? I'm going so fast. This is what I was talking about before when I said, Mr. If I don't stay on my linear speed freaking highway fast lane, um, then I just fall completely off. It's like stepping stone, stepping stone, stepping stone. If as soon as I lose that lightning fast cadence, I fall in the river and everything goes apart. Um, so I have to kind of stay fast, have to stay in my lane. Um, yeah, so anyways, <laughs> what I love is meeting people that you don't know at all. And they're always like your your parents or grandparents' friends. And they're like, hey, remember me? And I'm like, of course. How could I forget? And, uh, and... And they're always like bring up something like, yeah, I used to hold you when I when you were a baby. And I was like, okay, you didn't even know my name. Like, how am I supposed to even recognize you? Like, hey, what are you? You Carlton or Joey or Nick? I'm like, you had four tries, and you took four of them, and ba- and you barely even got my name right on the fourth one. And that's because someone was nudging you, saying that's Tristan. But anyways, yeah. So they don't even know who I am, but somehow I'm expected to know who these people are because they held me one time when I was two. And I was like, you don't look any different. I mean, you look way different. I look way different. You didn't recognize me. And I, I love the awkward situation where we just all kind of pretend to know each other. It's like, hey, do you remember me? I'm like, no. Who are you? And then your parents, you know, they can't say anything, but obviously they're in the moment going, oh, yeah, you know her, you know her. It's like, no, I don't, okay? Has it been 22 years since I've seen you? No recollection. Um, so I always find that that moment, especially when I'm completely tired. I'm like, yeah, you know, I just, I've been up for a long time. That's the reason I'm not recognizing you here, but it's not. 
It's just the complete baloney of the situation. Let's stop being fake, guys. Let's just start admitting. That's what I want to do. The next time someone does that, I just want to be like, hey, I don't recognize you at all. And you won't, if, and they're going to try and explain and say things like, oh, but I was here at this church, held you at this time, you were baby, you were this. I was like, listen, you can talk as long as you want. Not going to make a diff. Okay? I will, you will do nothing to jog my memory of you saying, oh, this is your baby Tristan. Okay, have him back. And that was it. Kaput. That was the that was the entirety of our experience of our relationship together. Um, so yeah, I that's what I want to do next time. I was like, no, don't know you. Sorry, um, but you know, I, do you even really know me, anyways? Um, I think that'll be fun. I think that'll be a good way to just kind of put everybody on their toes because I don't ever see anyone doing that. What would happen? Would that change the whole dynamic in the situation as all? Oh, hey, yeah, so sorry. Oh, you remember him? Yeah, you remember him? Yeah, Tristan, you remember? Him? No, I don't. <laughs> Wait, what? You're not supposed to say that. You're supposed to play along with the bit, Tristan. You're supposed to play along with ways of society. And just, you know, there are the laws of conversation. And I won't. I think I'm going to go against the grain in that way. And that we'll see what happens then. It should be exciting. I'll update you further. Um, yeah, what else happened? I, uh, yeah, I was just tired. I was just tired. Um, and I remember kind of like just spacing out. Like, you know I was spacing out, but like from the funeral to everywhere around, and like the movie Click, it's like, I was like, what, hello? And like, do you remember me? I was like, no, hey, what's, where am I? And all of a sudden there's cookies and food and everything in front of my face. Like, what is happening? I would just blink and be somewhere completely different. Um, and it was a, it was a completely unique and exciting experience, um, to look back on again but in the moment it sucked so it's one of those things where you're always living in the suck baby um but yeah that was uh it was cool and we uh, we did have like a beach party not a, a pool party in a way um for my grandmother's funeral and i was telling people about that when i had to leave bob evans in such a hurry and i was like i gotta i gotta go I gotta get to this place it's a funeral it was actually a beach it's a you know we're gonna have some fun it's a pool party like wait what is happening it's a pool party but for someone who died I'm like yeah we loved her it was just she loved water and i just i didn't really want to elaborate any further than that and just leave the context as is as um huh <laughs> just psh, i'm out um yeah so i think that's actually everything i have to say today i'm 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 looking down i feel like i notes there there's nothing there yeah i got nothing i got nothing for you guys guys thanks so much for tuning into the episode um this has been full circus but you could call it fast circus because we have been zooming through here um yeah that is everything that is everything i want to talk about hope you guys are having a beautiful week hope you're having a beautiful weekend um, and we are officially done with the set life, with everything that involved that. So we'll have to go and create our own magic and create our own stories going forward. And that's what life's all about, right? Sometimes you're not set in a certain circumstance. Um, and you got to just create your own unique fun. And sometimes that includes yelling at somebody that you do not remember them. And that's just honesty. There's nothing wrong with being genuine. Um, like to be completely genuine. I don't know if you're watching this, but I don't know who you are. And if you are watching it or aren't, I still I definitely know who you are. I don't even know what I'm saying right now. I'm so out of it. Guys, I have to go help my dad do something like that. I'm going to float like a butterfly, sting like a beaver. <gasps> That's an animal joke, guys. 
Actually, I don't know if I want to leave you. I feel like I had another thing. This is unprecedented. Have I ever? I've, I've actually done that a few times where I've, I thought I was leaving. I come back in because I'm so bad at ending the show. It's this, it's this crazy little cycle where you, you kind of just start spinning your wheels and you're just doing a peel out. You're trying to just, except I never put it in drive and we just kind of leave there. I'm like, wait, is he actually supposed to go? Was he ever going to go to begin with? Was this a publicity stunt? Um, yes and no. I don't know, to be honest. I'm having a lot of fun, and I'm feeling comfortable just sitting here and talking, but I also know I have responsibilities and obligations I need to go attend to. Um, But, yeah, I love the podcast, and I love you guys. And that's being genuine. And because I'm so honest with other people, you know that when I say that, I mean it. Um, But, yeah, I I will go. I will go. I will go. I should go. At any point, I can leave right now. And, uh, but I won't. I should. This is such a dilemma because I'm I'm trying to think of how I could delicately lead the situation. It's one of those things when you really get stuck and you're like, how do I really bounce out of this this conversation? Which I have that problem a lot. I have a long history of not knowing when to end conversations. Like if you're texting me, emailing me, talking to me face to face, any sort of direct message, the DM for short, um, I will respond for an eternity. And immediately, because two things. One, I have to have everything clear. Emails, messages alike, I need that clear out of my system. So I'm just like, hey, as soon as I get that notification, I answer as fast as possible, as soon as I see it. Um, And two, I will respond to you even if I hate you. And this probably isn't the most genuine thing. If I dislike you with strong, horrible distaste, I'm so, I'm too nice. Well, I'll sit there and I'll give my time and I'll really take it into consideration. I'll write back strong, hard-hitting, humorous sometimes responses. And I just don't know how to leave the conversation because I have fear of being rude. Um, And that's why if I can really start standing up to these old ladies, maybe that'll you know, wake something up in me. But yeah, I have a, I have a hard issue with that. I don't know what to do. I don't know. Because you're just kind of responding, responding, responding. And then you're in too deep with these people. It's like you formed a relationship, but it's like kind of one-sided, but they think it's real. And you've just been pretending for so long. And you're like, how do I back out of this without seeing like a douche, which I've been trying to do this whole time, but I've been so nice. But how do I become a, how do I become a douche? Okay. I want to be, I want to be a worse person. So how do I do that? But you can't just do it with a drop of a freaking hat. Um, so these are the dilemmas. These are the things I think about. I'm like, what do I do? How do I actually back out of the situation? And the same goes for the podcast, except for I am genuinely enjoying it. So you can imagine that if I am enjoying a conversation, if I'm liking the dialogue that we're having, how much harder it would be for me to escape. Um, it would not be. So that is, I think that's the trickiest part is I just don't want to be a douche to you guys. And I think maybe this is going to be the best practice for me with other people is to just start leaving the podcast abruptly and sincerely um, and as rough and genuine as possible. So if I'm just like, hey, you know what? Peace. Peace.